0: Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another Rahulastapa.
1: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
0: Hello. Welcome to another Rehear Stepper. Uh, this time it's with John Finnamore. Uh, if you enjoy these podcasts and would like to give me some money, I am on tour uh, from February right through to June 2016 with my show Happy Now. If that goes well, I can afford to do more Rehear in Steppers in June and then in the autumn as well. They're already booked in. I'm doing them. Don't worry about it. Uh, but anyway, go to richshane.com slash gigs and you can see information about all of the... Tour dates. Uh, it's good. It's called Happy Now. It's all about whether happiness is attainable and possible. Look at my happy face. Anyway, here we are, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who might vomit during this podcast. <laughs> January might. So keep. What? Go if you're listening on audio. Go to the video to watch this. <laughs> Could be worth it. It's Richard Herring. <laughs> Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Or, I was in that serial um, cafe in Hoxton where, and everyone there had started calling this Rahalastapa. That's why I don't want to. Oh, must must be getting around somewhere to all the cool the cool people. They all have beards now. The cool people. That's it's confusing, isn't it, for someone like you? Because you know, you're still you don't look you still don't look cool. I just. just just verify that for the people at home. Not, you're getting quite a lot of uh, footage uh, in, uh, of you. Uh, so I'm a bit... I know, but I, was, I, uh, I went out last night, which is quite rare, and we, we had a kind of pass because my mother-in-law was looking after our tiny baby. So we got really properly the most pissed I've been. In. It's, the, it's the downside of doing these on a Sunday afternoon, really, is that's the bad thing, is you get out on a Saturday night. I'm really seriously ho- horrible. I went to uh, Steve Coogan's 50th birthday party. It's difficult to know what to, uh, what to... I don't know how the hell he invited me, but he, I think he was being kind in inviting people from my, uh, even very early on in his career. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's difficult, you know, Steve Coogan, once you get Steve Coogan, he's the man who has everything, can't get him... No point in getting him cocaine and prostitutes. He's got those. So I, I thought I'd, give, I'd just give him a card saying, I hereby rescind all my rights to the Alan Partridge character. <laughs> that is like... Like a million pounds I've basically given him for his birthday. But I didn't. I got him some chocolates instead. Because I, I did think, I don't want to do that, just in case. <laughs> I do soon. I'm sick in the back of my mouth there. Uh, so, um, <laughs> seriously, it was uh, awful. We were going to just stay for the first bit, and, and, but then we stayed till... Uh, I stayed up till, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. That's, I'm 48 years old. It's pathetic. Uh, I do want to read you. This is from a man called Rob Forth. Are you in, Rob? No, uh, he was in last week's or one of the last week's episodes uh, and uh, we were talking about sterling silver, if you were there. He says, I was the beard, beardy guy at the podcast on Sunday who told you the origins of the word sterling to described the pound couldn't possibly come from silver because, as everyone knows, the pound was based on the gold standard. Well, it turns out I was completely wrong and the gold standard only came in the 18th century. Prior to that, the value of the pound was, in fact, based on the value of a pound of sterling silver, like I said. <laughs> Here's a link to the article that explains it further. Telegraph.co.uk Please feel free to out me as a fucking idiot that I am. (laughs) In a cruel twist of irony, I contributed 60 of the aforementioned pounds sterling to the Kickstarter, thus guaranteeing there'll be video evidence of my wrongness. Oh, the humanity. Uh, So that is true... (laughs) That's from Rob Forth. Rob Forth. That's kind of quite. That's it's like a good name for a, for a burglar, isn't it? Rob, go go forth and rob. Uh, but anyway, there we go. You can have that as well, uh, Andy. That's too for you. Uh, and uh, oh, no, and the, my other big news was I did a gig at the Albert Hall with Cliff Richard uh, on Friday. I'm really hobnobbing. I with art. Uh, there was all sorts. Uh, I was at was, uh, Steve Coogan's party. There were so many people who'd be brilliant guests on uh, Rehearsal Spur but I I felt it was inappropriate to ask them. (laughs) And uh, I talked to Julia Davis, who I really wanted to get on. I've never talked to her in my life before. And I was, I was, I was very drunk and very tired. And I said, yes, we've had your friend on, uh, the, the, you know, the, and then I couldn't remember uh, Jessica Hines' name. Uh, and literally for a minute, just had to stand there try, and then, until I went, playing charades, basically. And, you know, your friend. Uh, your friend. She was in space. I mean, how embarrassing is that? So I don't think Julia Davis will be coming on. And if she does, I won't remember what her name is. Uh, but, yeah, I was on... I was, we, I'm doing a gigs at the Royal Albert Hall. All on Friday nights, but uh, comparing in the little room called the Elgar Rooms, I'm sure Edward Elgar is delighted. <laughs> <that> he, <laughs> I am swearing in his room. Uh, and uh, Cliff Richard was on uh, the main in the main stage. He was doing he's doing well for a 75 year old man, uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> got away with that, he. So it's, uh, it's but his. Uh, Honestly, when I arrived there, it's always the interval, and his fans were kind of... I mean, they're really so ancient. It's just kind of... They were all kind of hobbling along and that. It it was genuinely like being in a kind of benign episode of The Walking Dead. It, It really was... There wasn't a single person under 80 there, I would say. Though, you know, on the plus side, that did mean they were safe. So, um... They were safe. They were safe to be there. So, um... Uh, so, it was a lot weird being heckled by Cliff Richard was playing, you know, shout. he was calling me a devil woman all the way through my set, so it's hard to come back from that one. Anyway, look, we're going to crack straight on our guest today. He's probably best known as the narrator of the, the Dave programme, 24 Hours to Go Broke, which I'm sure, <laughs> sure you will watch. It's John Finnemore, ladies and gentlemen, it's John Finnemore. Here he is. Hooray. Come on in, Welcome. Sit down, pick up a microphone and talk into the microphone. It's uh, very low tech. How are you doing? It's lovely to have you here. Thank you. Very lovely to be here. And uh, what do you remember about uh, the uh, 24 hours to go broke job? <laughs> Must um, have been quite quite. What I mostly
2: remember was that they basically wanted... I mean, they never told me this, but it was clear from the script and from the direction, they wanted Dave Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not Dave Lamb. No. I, I sort of did more and more of an impression of Dave <laughs> Lamb. Uh, and they seemed happy with that. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember the episode I was in? I do, yeah. yeah good, you had a lovely time. It was kind of an
0: insane... I don't know if you saw the show. It's kind of... Not, I, I, I like to hope that people don't see the stuff like that. Because they pay quite well, and then and it's quite an embarrassing show where you go and... We had to go to Armenia and spend as much money as we could. It regularly. was an odd
2: one, wasn't it? Because it felt like there was some... And people did criticise it. It felt like <laughs> there was something a bit queasy. So you're given... The production company gave two comedians a big sum of money and they had to go to a poor part of Europe, but not like really <laughs> poor, but quite poor, like yeah. Armenia or Iceland. Well, Iceland's not. No, it is. Uh, <laughs> and, and spend it on stuff. And it kind of feels wrong, but then when you analyze it, there's nothing wrong about it. They're putting the money into a community; it's fine, yeah. but it just doesn't feel right, does it?
0: It doesn't feel right. We did try to and get. You the did mo- make a lot
2: out of that. Well, we that tried. Was well, it you was interesting
0: because we were being criticised before it even started, and I did think, you know, I was queasy about doing it and a little bit because I think this, you know, might be judged in the wrong way. But then I thought, you know, we want to try and get as much money to nice people as possible. Yeah. But you still, we, it was very difficult. It was something like I think I would spend... I don't even it, it was ten thousand pounds. Yeah. I think it might have been eight thousand pounds because it was so difficult to spend ten thousand pounds in Armenia. <laughs> right. Everything was so cheap. Yeah. So even going to the pot, we we booked the presidential suite for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> and it was still like hundred quid or something. So, uh, but uh, and then we went to a casino. And was so that, in... well, that money didn't go to the poor people of Armenia.
2: I remember now being in my little voiceover booth, uh, realizing that it was my job today to commentate on Richard Herring and David Bedil feeding each other chocolates in dressing gowns. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. laughs> and yet, you know, when I told my careers advisor that's what I wanted to do, he'd laughed at me. <laughs>
0: We had a really, uh, the, my favourite thing about it is we had we were in the presidential suite and we wanted to get like some sandwiches or whatever put up, yeah, and yeah. we rang down and the guy was so grumpy. The most furious major <laughs> he, in
1: the
3: world. Just, like, he <laughs>
0: <wouldn't>, <laughs> it was like room was going he didn't want to bring us whatever yeah. he had and he didn't have any of the stuff we wanted. It was, um, it was, you know I enjoyed it but uh, there we go. I don't think anyone else did. Uh, so I've been I've been having a lovely time this morning uh, through my hangover listening <laughs> to you uh, on, on your various uh, programmes
2: which oh, I... That is how their best experience. Yeah, yeah when, when you wish you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but I mean, you've done. I mean, you, we were talking backstage about. You obviously do a lot of work on uh, Radio Four. Mm-hmm. So you've got your own yep. sketch show. You've got uh, your own sitcom, yep. which has just come to an end. Uh, yep. And uh, you do things like the Now Show. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's kind of interesting to be the interesting to me that you uh, as a writer. Writing for the radio is not very well paid. No. And not that many people necessarily hear what you're doing. True. Uh, <laughs> which has kind of put me, kind of put me off. <laughs> but it's, there's an incredible standard to it. and I was, I was asking, because I, I wondered if you had lots of writers on the Souvenir programme, but you write that yourself as well.
2: No, I like some megalomaniac idiot, yeah. I write the whole thing. Yeah, yeah that's,
0: I mean, that's a lot of work. How many series of the of the sketch uh, We're done? just
2: about to do our fifth. Right. So, yeah, and each one is three hours of material and in order to get three hours of material I like I need to write four hours of material Um, and I don't really have returning characters or catchphrases either. No. Um, and I kind of made a rod for my own back there, because when it started, it was just at the, um, like the peak of all that any sketch show that was on was, was all, you know, religiously catchphrased. And so I wanted to not, you know, like the same character, just doing the same sketch in a, yeah. different, in a different set. And I really wanted not to do that. And so now I kind of committed myself to coming up <laughs> with, with half an hour of an entirely new ideas each each episode um but i love it i mean it's a job i always it really the job i always wanted to have um and i get to do it with a gang of friends which is a lovely feeling and and uh including margaret who works with you a lot and uh yeah no i mean it is i i can't complain about it because it's and i have complete control over it and that's i suppose perhaps the answer to your question about you know why work for radio if it if it's you know it's not well paid but you once they say you can do it it's quite hard to get them to say to commission it, but once they do, they more or less leave you and your producer alone to, yeah, well, that's to, true. to it make is, the show. It not and so happening. you can make the show that you think is the funniest possible, and then yeah. they can decide if they want any more.
0: Yeah, it's, it's quite... I mean, sketches... I, you know, I, I started writing sketches yeah. at university, as I presume you did, you did yeah. as well. But it, even when I was doing it, it felt like quite an old-fashioned medium. Oh yeah. It's come back and forth a little bit. But it yeah. does... There's, I mean, a lot of your stuff has that kind of feel of being... While still being quite current and still being... It has a has oh, a nostalgic
2: I've, feeling to it. Absolutely, and especially on the radio, that adds yeah. to that. And I I do like a sort of I, I I like a sketch with a. I just think there's something about the classical structure and having a proper punchline. For instance, yeah. that, that all of my favourite sketches did. And so, yeah, I've 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 become comfortable with literally opening a sketch with the sound, with an old. Fashion doorbell, its shop <laughs> door going ding ding, and me go good morning, madam. <laughs> because sometimes that's the best, easiest way to get into a sketch. And yeah. to, to to try too hard to avoid it, uh, just you know, you just end up with thirty seconds of dead time before you get to the first joke. Yeah, and
0: but cabin pressure feels like a little bit. Is it, is it a nod to things like the navy lark and stuff like that? It feels it feels it has a yeah
2: yeah. I mean, of- I've, I. I don't know how conscious that was there's definitely uh there's also a there's a kind of dad's army thing about the central dynamic of yeah. the, the one in charge who isn't confident to be in charge and there's, and the and the second in command who really ought to be in charge you know yeah. that's straightforward mannering and wilson yes. and so okay. yeah I think it's got a lot of, a, a lot of thing those is, things running through it
0: you know it's they're all it's all really good what you're doing it doesn't you've worked really hard at it you don't, you don't need to work that hard as the radio. So I don't need you to... You don't need to work as hard as that because it's just going on the radio. So you should, you shouldn't... <laughs> I feel sorry for you, obviously, like, with the... Oh, damn. With cabin pressure. I was just like, thinking, you must have worked for, like, a, two or three weeks on this one script. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. And, you know, you've been paid maybe 500 quid. <laughs> that's, no, that's not really. Don't work so hard. Just... Just, <laughs> just phone it no, in more. <laughs> that's more. right. Sorry. All right, it's thank really,
2: you. It's really Thank good. you, Uncle Rich. And I'm you sure were... this is good advice. <laughs> yeah.
3: Don't
0: that's what, I'll write it down. That's what I did. I, when I read radio so stuff, I just didn't work that hard on it. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, they won't have me back anymore. That's weird. Uh, and you won a silver Sony award. Yeah, that's the to, best you can
2: get. Yeah. Well,
3: <laughs> There's
2: second no best, higher accolade than silver.
0: Second <laughs> to bronze. That, the, <laughs> well, I was going to ask if you were disappointed you didn't. We got the bronze the, well, the year before. For the, for the, was it for this I think it was yeah uh, and uh, and yeah because
2: yeah, I was there not winning it yes that's right <laughs>
0: we, uh, briefly interviewed you in that uh, so oh, it was yeah. 2014 you've asked you, you own that Sony award forever now because that was the last Sony award yeah, that's so right, you yeah. are the current silver Sony award oh, forever oh I see yeah, I hadn't thought about for, it as long that. as it yeah runs, great unless Good. it comes back yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, well, it, we came, it's, you had 22,854 people apply for the 200 tickets for yeah. the last episode
2: yeah so yeah, that's that quite a successful sitcom yeah, well, yeah, I, mean, I know they're,
0: they're free tickets, but even so, that is, yeah. that's a that's a good hit rate.
2: Yeah, no, that that was that was extraordinary, and obviously there was a, a great big Benedict Cumberbatch-shaped reason yeah. for that, but nonetheless. Well,
0: I think it's definitely part of it. Obviously, I everything we foolish to say it wasn't, but it's. But I think that's the that's the level of uh, fandom you have for it. It's, you did. About twenty? Did you do twenty six episodes, twenty seven episodes?
2: I like to call it twenty six, yeah. we ended up splitting the like, as uh, as you know, but others may may not. Uh, they happen to be all um, they're all <laughs> named after the destination that the, the it's set in an airline, and it's named after the destination the plane's flying to that week. And so I do an alphabet's worth, and uh, but then we ended up splitting the final episode Zurich into two
0: yeah.
2: episodes because half an hour wasn't long enough and uh, so it's sort of 27 but I think of it I think of that as a two-parter okay yeah fair enough
0: so do you feel you can't because couldn't you now go to places that start A, A, B, B I mean it's quite hard uh, Yeah, Aaron's Hill you could do that's in Somerset that's the first Oh,
2: I see it's starting at A I was thinking more Addis Ababa I can do that well
0: Chipping Camden. I mean, that, would, that would be Let's possible. Let's to
2: Chipping Camden.
0: Well, in my system, it, when you get to B, it gets quite hard to yeah, think yeah. about yeah. Your, your system
2: works for one
0: <laughs> extra episode, or they could end in A, so you could go. Ah, to, that's true. And then end in B, then end in yeah, C. Yeah, that would be nice Sort of. Then it's a
2: mirror image all the yeah, way through. Yeah. I mean, I, I. But to be honest, I didn't. I didn't just go. If only there were more letters, <laughs> I would carry this on. That was. There was part of the reason I stopped there, but not. Then maybe. maybe the whole reason <laughs>
0: and so Benedict became famous sort of halfway
2: yeah. through yeah that was uh, that was extraordinary so uh, basically Sherlock started after series two of Captain Pressure right. and then we did a Christmas special between series two and three and that was the one where I arrived at the theatre and there was just a queue of teenage girls right literally around the block at the you know the RADA theatre yeah. in Cheney Street and uh, never seen I'd never seen that in that location before That <laughs> was extraordinary um, and I you know I've, I've, I've said this before but it it it's, it, uh, I, I was terrified at that moment because I thought, this is going to be a disaster. They're all here purely for him. They've no idea what this sitcom is. They've probably not much idea what Radio 4 is. They're not going to be listening to the plot. They're not going to care about anything except uh, you know when he opens his mouth. And I was absolutely wrong. Both yeah. then and subsequently, they were... A lovely, intelligent audience, and yeah, they, they squealed when he said something vaguely sexy. <laughs> but they also listened to Stephanie Cole and laughed at her j- jokes as well. They were yeah. great and continued to be great. They have conventions now. They have international conventions. <laughs> this year's was in Berlin. <laughs> Are they, they doing them in alphabetical characters? order? Are they doing each
0: convention? <laughs> 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 I can't too. believe
2: they missed that trick. Yeah?
0: <laughs> uh, it's a very, it's a very good cast. I mean, you tried yeah. to do it for the TV, or what you saying we had a?
2: Yeah, we had a. No, so, um but and it's never been officially turned down but um, no. it's looking less and less likely um they're, yeah. they're
0: very strong characters, they're really brilliant actors in oh, it, you. and you are also in it.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. three brilliant actors, and then, this, and then this guy. I mean, you can imagine how much I felt that on the first yeah. re- first recording, though. You know, like, sure. so it's, um, you know, in case you don't know it, as many of you want, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, Roger Allen, and Stephanie Cole. Now, that cast, even then, even before Sherlock, they could have, for instance, opened a new play at the National. You know, if you heard that, oh, such and such a play will be starring, those. it's the three hander with those three, you go, yep, yeah, nope, that sounds, that sounds about right, perfectly reasonable. And they were all doing this stupid Radio it sitcom that no one's ever heard of because it's brand new and I'm in it <laughs> there am I so yeah I'm also one of the quartet of actors <laughs> so yeah I was a bit terrified but uh, it went
0: that, you're very good at it it's very funny I was well I wrote awesome.
2: myself a comedy you know I get yeah. to be the comedy idiot so I don't have to do any acting which is great <laughs> except there's two episodes where I do have to do some acting and uh both of which I play against um, a recurring guest star, Timothy West, as my father, yeah. as my character's father. And there's, so there's these two scenes where I sort of have to, uh, you know, and there's Roger and Ben and next time. And, and, I'm, and I'm trying to trying to do my acting face. It was it was terrifying. <laughs> so you studied
0: um, at uh, Cambridge University. You did a dissertation on Thomas Hardy. I did, yes. Icon, icons, frames and freedom in Jude the Obscure.
2: I, yes, I'd forgotten the title, but what? yes, it was definitely, it was definitely about Jude the Obscure. What I know that What is your
0: favourite favourite frame in Jude the Obscure?
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> this lovely big wooden one around uh, um, uh, the bit of Jude the Obscure you would like is yeah. where uh, somebody flirts with Jude the Obscure. Oh yeah, you know this? No, I don't. By know. throwing a bull's pizzle at him. Oh really? Yeah. Now they're all at work in the farm, and uh, she thinks he's a bit of a right, so she expresses her affection by lobbing a bull's pizzle at yeah, him. Yeah,
0: they use them as whips. The, the is that right? Yeah, well, that's when I went to the Icelandic penis museum. Ah, of course, yeah. Uh, that's
2: <laughs> well. This is why I thought of you. <laughs> I know exactly. I, <laughs>
0: I do know all about. I know who'll cool like this. <laughs> I know all about the genitalia of every animal, especially Icelandic ones. So yeah, they I have. Some, like they, a weird superpower. <laughs> yeah, they, they use them to drive cattle. Things. Right. Okay. Yeah, so that's nice. Okay. I think uh, Emma Kennedy was. Uh, I was reading today. I think it was Jude the Obscure. Does he go to Oxford? Does he does, Jude yeah, the yeah. Obscure does he go to? <laughs> he he go obscurely goes. But she was uh, she was route to Oxford. She was inspired to go to Oxford because of Jude the Obscure. Really? Went to Oxford. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a very nice time there. Yeah. I, I'd be surprised. Did she finish the book? <laughs> <laughs> I think she did. Me. The moral of the story is basically: don't go to Oxford. Your <laughs> children <laughs> will kill themselves. <laughs>
0: Why is he? I don't want to read the book. What's it about? Why is he called Jude the Obscure? Why is he Jude the Obscure?
3: What's He's going obscure on?
2: because he lives in rural Dorset okay. and he wants to go to Oxford. And What's his actual name? Uh, Forley, I think. Okay. You yeah. did quite well. <laughs> uh, I did better than I expected on I that. May so. have made that up. <laughs> no, I'm fairly sure it's poorly.
0: Were you in an episode of
2: the of Family Guy? Yeah, I was. <laughs> just, I still don't know why. <laughs> I mean, obviously someone dropped out, but even even given no, I mean that's just an obvious fact. And I, you know, they only got me to do it two or three days before the recording. But even with somebody dropped out, there's so many people you go through before you got to me. And this really isn't false modesty. This is just you know looking through Spotlight. <laughs> Well, why not him? Why not him? Uh, it was lovely. Yeah. Now I got a phone call. I was uh, visiting my parents in Dorset because, like Jude, I am obscure yep. and live in Dorset. And I don't, but I don't live there. But I grew up there, and so I was back there visiting the folks. And I got a call call from my agent saying, "Oh, you've got a casting for tomorrow." And I said, well, "Yeah, but as you know, I'm I'm away, so I can't do that." Said, okay, it's it's for Family Guy, though. Oh, all right, <laughs> maybe I'll come in. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a nothing part. It's an absolute. And this is the other thing that's surprising about it. They had so it's a British episode, or I think only a third of it, it's a, fa- a viewer mail one, so it's only a, a third of it is... Um, th- the idea is that uh, Family Guy was also based on a British sitcom like The Office, and so this is the original oh, okay. sitcom. Uh, funny idea. And so they've got various... The British guest stars they have are Ricky Gervais, Chris O'Dowd, and Tom Hollander.
3: Right.
2: And they've got this line, and they're all doing parts, and they've got this line where a continuity announcer basically says, and oh now the British... I think it's The Price is Right or something. And, you know, no joke to it at all, to introduce that little sketchlet. Yeah. why they couldn't have got, you know, Tom Hollander <laughs> to do a voice, or, for goodness sake, Seth MacFarlane, who is already doing two British voices in that cartoon, <laughs> to do a third British voice for That Nothing Line. I don't know, but I'm very glad they didn't.
0: Because <laughs> sometimes you go on IMDb and think someone's put that in as a joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then...
2: Or there's two John Fenimore's. Because uh, yeah. I mean, there there's a Victorian who wrote books about Robin Hood. About okay. I was going to say, yeah, I found out about him. I was
0: going to say that you were the British school teacher and writer of fictional novel and geography text, writing about Teddy Lester and his friends at Slapton for Boys Own paper, and you died on the seventeenth of December nineteen fifteen of heart failure. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, f- you
2: know, my, my, my <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is very much the second act of mine, you know, my. My favourite of your books in that regard yeah. was a boy scout a Boy Scout in the Balkans.
2: <laughs> I'd really like to read that book. My favourite is uh, the series of, of travel guides for children he wrote called Peeps at Many Lands. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the title first. So it's John Finnamore, uh, the author first. So it's John Finnamore, Peeps at Many Lands. And then each one is called John Finnamore, Peeps at Israel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. And of course what it actually means is John Fiddlemore is uh, cheerfully and flamboyantly racist about (laughs) his (laughs) role. Because it's 1880, why not? <laughs> or 1910, or something.
0: So, was that when you found out about him? Was that a weird moment, or did you know he's not from your family or anything? Is he? Not no, that, no, he's a,
2: there's no connection that I know of. I uh, I found out about him because uh, my girlfriend at the time gave me a first edition of one of his books, right. and it's a lovely one of the school story ones, actually. Yeah. And it's one of those lovely ones with a you know a chap in cricket whites catching a ball on the front <laughs> that you see in, in pubs these days. Um, And so I was really tickled with it and loved it. And then when I started to do this as a career, the egotistical part of me, which is quite a lot of me, uh, got really pissed off because it means, for instance, on Wikipedia, I have to be John Finnamore, brackets, writer, and the other guy gets to be John Finnamore, brackets, author. (laughs) to be the author <laughs> Oh, I just want to be John Finnamore that is only one
0: <laughs> do you worry that you might be him again living life again and you will die at the age of 52 constantly yeah 1? yeah
2: yeah. it's become like a weird Woody Allen film style obsession yeah I, can't,
0: I'm, I'm, I, I hope I can live long enough to see you get to 52 and I'm going to be watching you on tenterhooks I'm going to be nice if you did not,
2: like cheering, nice, isn't it would be nice like recently this year cheering the queen through becoming the longest <laughs> yeah, monarch I yeah. oh, hope she makes it hope she <laughs> yeah
3: she's through I mean I'm
0: It'd be sad you were dead, but it'd be also really cool if you did die on the yeah. to the day. Yeah. Just be cool.
2: Yeah. i go. Oh, wow. just as I finish, John Finnamore Junior peeps at Syria. <laughs> <laughs> That actually might be why I die. (laughs) Certainly if I take the same attitude, the original did.
0: (laughs) And uh, I was listening to you on the Now Show as well. Do you still do do the Now Show? Yeah, yeah. I try not to listen to the Now Show if I can help it. Oh, right, okay. But uh, (laughs) I'm only joking. But you you get to do like long eight minute minute monologues of your own. I
2: mean, that's what's amazing about that. I I really think that that, uh, what is great about the Now Show is that it provides that, there's nothing really like it, Anywhere else, the little platform where different stand-ups or writers or comedians can just do five minutes on, a story, on a, something they find interesting that may or may not be a, a news story. And, they, you know, you can do that in so many different styles. Everyone approaches it their own way. But, yeah. but there's a lovely, it's basically like having a newspaper column, but you get to act it as what, you, you know, you get to do funny voices as well. Yeah. No, I love it.
0: It's sort of weird to me that in England or UK we don't have the Daily Show. Of, yeah, you know, and we God have, knows we've tried, but yeah. it never seems to work. I don't but know why it, not. It seems to be, you know, that seems to... I was listening to a couple of them, but have, probably the most famous one you did was the, about the phone hacking,
2: which yeah. is... Yeah, well, I was so lucky with that one because... Uh, so the week the Millie Dowler story broke so the way the news quiz the news quiz the now show works is we meet on the Tuesday and sort of divvy up the stories and work out what the two main sections that stephen pete Stephen Hugh do are going to do, and then um uh you know I, uh, anyway, so the story broke, I think, on the Monday or Tuesday, but at that stage it was kind of mostly still about a murdered teenager. It wasn't quite, certainly wasn't clear it was going to become as big as it was, and it wasn't really clear how to do it in a funny way. So they gave it to me. I think, I think they, they asked me to do it, and I said, Yeah, I'm sure I can find something. And then, of course, as the week went on, it became the story of the, you know, obviously the week and then really the month and the year. Uh, and so on the day that we were recording, on the Thursday, it was when it was really blowing up. And between me finishing the piece, writing the piece, like an hour before, we went on in that hour they closed down the News of the World right. so I had to rush upstairs while everyone else was rehearsing on mics and just frantically rewrite it yeah. because part of my piece had been, was saying they're going to close News of the World because they were going to anyway don't let that don't take that they want you just to go, oh, no, yeah, hands up, but we've killed the naughty paper that did it and we're yeah. all nice now, don't fall for that. <laughs> and then they did exactly what I predicted and I had to rewrite it as, now they have. <laughs> done but it's this. amazing, I
0: mean, it's a very good routine, but it's also amazing the way that that story has... They have succeeded and she's now back working in yeah. the exact same job. It's all sort of what yeah. you warn at the end, you say we have a chance to stop this happening didn't. and we didn't, yeah, <laughs> and we didn't really... do it, and they've amazingly managed to... Rebecca Brooks has managed to get to the point where she is yeah, nothing to do with... With, with anything that happened I know. and that's accepted uh, and, and, and Rupert Murdoch throughout, through all of this is sitting there as if none of his I did, I did a show about no, no page impact. three and, and you know it's always Rupert Murdoch was always on holiday when the decisions <laughs> were made right. going oh bloody hell my editors again doing stuff only there was some way I could stop them yeah. doing stuff so you kind of got this idea of this guy at the head of an organisation where he has no control over anything at all uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's an astonishing thing so it's really it's really great to see proper satire being done I I, know, I just Well, that was one of the
2: rare occasions as well, where not only was the story big and important, but I actually felt like I had, I I often don't, I often not quite sure what I want to say about it. And I don't want to take the easy, you know, the the route that will necessarily get the big round of applause on the night, because that's not necessarily the most interesting thing to say about it. But on this occasion, I did feel like there was something specific I could say that wasn't, you know, that, that was worth, that was worth saying. Other times, I, when I don't feel like that, sometimes I just sort of do a, a half on one side and half on the other, which, which works as well. But yeah. there's something very satisfying about, for once, actually having, you know, actually being cross about something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it's, def- it's on YouTube, so you can all, all listen to it. It's very definitely worth uh, a listen. I'll ask you an emergency question oh, now. OK. I've got some new ones. Mm. Yeah. They're pretty good. Uh, So, uh, actually, this one, this is—I'll ask this one because this is from the Kickstarter guy. There's one I haven't asked, so there's someone paid to ask this question. Okay. He's called Steph, and he hasn't given his full name. I'm going to read you his full question. I was once so ill on Uzu. Uh, a projectile, 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 projectile vomited into a woman's handbag. I probably shouldn't have read this one out. Actually thinking about it, <laughs> given, uh, given that one feeling, feeling right. that was six feet away. <laughs> it was on its side, and I was on the floor. It looked like calzone. Ooh. I can. It's kind of. It's a. It's a long time before we get to the question. Okay, I can no right, longer. <laughs> I can no longer drink or smell any aniseed-based drink without wanting to spew my ring. <laughs> I worked in a nightclub in the 90s and the Sambuca craze nearly killed me.
3: <laughs>
0: Thank you, Stefan, for this information. So, do you have a drink, food or thing that makes you want to be violently ill
2: when it or a similar is in your vicinity? Um, I think the closest is Liver. I think, oh, I think liver is the thing that I wouldn't, you know... I, whatever, like, sitcom situation you could dream up for, where well, you've got to eat it to please your you know, your granny or the boss or whatever, I think liver's the one where I just couldn't do it.
0: But cooked liver or just... I mean, raw liver's kind
2: of disgusting, but he's I didn't liver. even know you could... Oh, God, that hadn't even occurred to me. Can, do people eat raw liver? <laughs>
0: they wouldn't eat it, but you have to handle
2: it. It's a oh, disgusting I see, right. thing. No, I'm, I, it's the cooked one. It's, the, the, yeah. it's the, the, the way it dissolves in your mouth and the way yeah. it tastes of old coins and the way my... <laughs> It does though. It's got that horrible metallic, like licking a battery taste. Oh, I can't stand it. Yeah, it's
0: weird. In the back in the seventies, before you were alive, mm. uh, they uh, <laughs> we had, you had to eat a lot of entrails and viscera of <laughs> right. there'd, be like, there'd be steak and kidney pies so steak is nice but kidneys yeah. are really it's not nice no in a pie
2: no I mean fucking
0: hell yeah, well, I I and like those to, are just
2: five places where you could have put another bit of lovely steak <laughs> it is or even you know if, if what you're doing obviously is bulking it out so you don't have to use expensive steak just yeah. put in a bit more pastry <laughs> I'd be fine with that just put in a little kidney shaped piece of pastry or an, an, an onion would be nice or an be onion a, a lovely delicious onion yeah, yeah.
0: Really horrible. God. UKIP want us to go back to the old days. They really should have... They haven't thought it through. It's, 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 it's the, the, the integration of a multi I bet they society. love a kidney.
2: I bet UKIP, hey, well, probably. I bet the typical UKIP voter has a plate of devil kidneys in the morning, like, you know, like he's Bertie Worcester. Yeah, it's really horrible. Oh... I've no, I've no idea what a deviled kidney is. What, what is deviling? Do you know what deviling is?
0: It doesn't make it any better. That's, why, that's no, what no. I know. Mean, probably the deviling is just cutting out something's kidneys. It's, that's quite a devilish <laughs> yeah. way to make it. That is what the, the devil animal would is do. still yeah. alive. Yeah. Yeah, we've got no kidneys. <laughs> You're going to find out this is going to be bad for you in a few hours. Um, okay, this is one of my emergency questions. Okay. Why do elephants have such low rates of cancer? <laughs>
2: Well, I'm often asked this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that they did, they do, do they? Five, they have 5% five, five cancer versus 25% But percent then again, I didn't really know that... Obviously, I knew that dogs and cats get cancer. Yeah, I didn't know, do,
0: do, do most animals get cancer?
2: Well, most do. The naked mole
0: rat doesn't really get much Does cancer. Does it not? Yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing because the naked mole rat probably dies quite quickly of <laughs> <about laughs> other issues. Of embarrassment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm a naked... I'm not just a mole rat, but I'm naked. This is like every bad dream I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> the clothed mole rats are going past, yeah. judging In their In their little three-piece suits. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Whatever's happened to you, Terrence? <laughs> the, uh... That's how no- mole rats speak. Yeah. <laughs> they all vote you, Kip, and eat double kidneys. <laughs> uh, no, but I don't know about the elements on the front. Well, you know, you get, you get, they don't smoke. No, no, that's
0: true. So that, that's that probably true. helps. They have quite yeah. a healthy... Uh, uh, diet. Yeah, I'm yeah. guessing they're mainly shot by poachers, so they don't get <laughs> right. a chance to develop. And they also have 20 TP fifty three genes, which is like a smoke alarm, basically to cancer. It kind of detects the cancer and wipes it out. You learn this stuff. like on... a TED talk. It it's is. You learn, you learn stuff on this podcast, yeah. but you learn the same facts every couple of weeks. all oh, right <laughs> But that's the best way to kind of really get that home. Um, now, this is a conglomeration of two emergency questions. Would you consider having sex with a ghost as cheating on your partner?
2: Yes. Would I you? Think, I, think the, I think the clue is in the term having sex with. <laughs> yeah. I think if you, so, obviously, I can see how the two, what the two questions must have been. If you, <laughs> if you accept that you can have sex with something... Yeah then by doing it, you are cheating on the person I, uh, with whom you promised only to have sex with that person. I,
0: I promised only have sex with my wife as, and as a person, but I haven't necessarily gone... I haven't said other... I'll have sex with the inanimate object. It's objects. one of those things that don't need
2: to be put into the contract. <laughs> it's one of those, there's nowhere here does it say a dog can't play basketball thing. I, I just, you know, the test is imagining explaining that to your wife and seeing yeah. if she goes, fair enough, I should have put it in the small print.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you never
0: made it. I don't think it's, it's definitely not cheating for the ghost to have sex with you. Because it's till death is due part, so the ghost, so the ghost the, is now The free, ghost you, is in the clear. The ghost okay. can have sex with whoever they want. Oh what enough, if the Because a lot of ghosts that have sex with you, they sort a of a lot of them. They, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. A lot. So they fall down into <laughs> fall into two main types. Right. Well, a lot. I'd say the most of the ghosts that have sex with human beings yeah. essentially rape the human being. I don't think they. They don't. They certainly don't.
3: I, I wasn't the, aware of this epidemic, uh, to be stories, honest. This is the first time I've heard of this. In the
0: stories you hear, people say, I woke up and there was this, you know... No, I've never heard that story. Thing, and she was having sex with me. So, essentially... Right. <laughs> you know, you could argue, I reckon. You could say, well, I... Even if you did consent to have sex with the ghost, I think you could just tell your wife that the ghost had, had forced themselves on you. Because they're, they're, they're a ghost. Yeah. So I think you get, could get away with it. And then your wife or partner... Would feel kind of sympathy for you, and you? you could uh, you could get a few months of yeah, well, yeah, sorry I, I haven't done have the washing up, but remember I, I had that thing with the ghost.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm still recovering really from the whole ghost assault, and they'd have to be. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's worth a try, Richard. Really. <laughs> If she catches me having, sex- if she
0: doesn't catch me, do you have a me- specific
2: ghost in mind? <laughs> so it's a ghost uh, you've got your eye on.
0: Well, well there's quite a lot of. And sometimes you go to like a stately home and there's pictures, of an oil painting of a very, you know, you see an attractive woman yeah. from the 16th century and you think that's sad. I'll never. I wonder if get she's to- still. <laughs> so if she then appears. <laughs> I wonder if she's got any
2: unfinished business. <laughs>
0: So, you know, I think there were a few that I'd... Uh, you know, Marilyn Monroe, ghost of Marilyn Monroe right. came back. I think if the ghost of Marilyn Monroe came back uh-huh. and said, I want to have sex with you, you'd have to do that. You would just say, look, I'm, say I'm married, but I'm, uh, this is a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> opportunity to have sex with the ghost of Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And, uh, you know... I think I have to do it. All and right. I will tell my wife. I might ring my wife up and say, look, Mary Yeah, I think that was the way to do it. it, it. Is.
2: Yeah. Do I get a pass? <laughs> <laughs> you can come
0: and join in and watch. Yeah,
2: if Arthur Miller turns up, you know, there's one, please. <laughs> <laughs> good. That's a, that's a good yeah. Have you ever seen a ghost? Well,
1: <laughs> since you asked me for a ghost story... Right,
2: sorry, that, that is the closest thing I have to a catchphrase. <laughs> okay. um, I, have, I don't think I have because I don't mm. believe in ghosts. However, I have had the experience that people who say they've seen ghosts had, which is presumably some sort of waking dream. Yes. I, I yeah. saw a, a, an old Caribbean woman with a child in her arms oh, really? one morning. Yeah. Sorry?
0: Was that, could it just have been an old Caribbean woman? <laughs> <laughs>
2: There is that possibility. Yeah.
0: <laughs> where, was, where was she? Uh, it, it was, it was I was on a
2: cycling holiday in Cuba, so yeah. I was in the Caribbean. So, you know, it's Leeds. <laughs> this is, I think it was just yeah. about Caribbean woman. I was in my hotel room, and yeah. I woke up, and I felt completely awake, and I saw this sort of... So she was... There were two single beds in the room, and she was kind of between the two single beds, sitting down, rocking slightly, holding a baby. And I wasn't scared. Uh, I was just didn't know what was, didn't understand what I was seeing. And I watched it for, I think about four or five minutes, and then I got up and wrote it down, just to you know, I had some sort of memory of it. And then I sort of kept a careful check on whether I was going to wake up, you know, if I was going to go through that waking up. And I, as far as I remember, I didn't. But I think that's what people who see ghosts must have, some sort of waking hallucination. That
0: is a ghost. That's definitely a ghost. I do
2: believe in ghosts,
0: though. You wrote it down in case you forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> <How> many, <laughs> what's happening in your life? The, <laughs> weird Caribbean old woman. I once, once asleep on the floor in a dressing room on a tour when I was hungover and we'd been drinking all day, as we used to on the tour. I used to be like this all the time. And, uh, and I, was, I was woken up by a hag... Uh, on sitting on me ch- trying to choke me right yeah I'm possibly trying to have sex with me I don't know she, that might be what she was into um, and then she disappeared when I woke
2: up but then uh, well a lot of them you know a lot of the stories involve either waking up or being about to go to sleep and Yeah. surely that's what's going on I'm sure it sure was for me
0: the ghosts know that though, don't they well, so that that's, when true. They, that's why they appear at that yeah. time
2: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: They're not stupid, the ghosts.
2: So what's the ghost agenda then? Do they do they want us to know they're there or not?
0: They want us to be confused.
2: Right? It's just like a big well, prank. job done, ghosts. Yeah. Job done. They
0: want to make us feel like we're ridiculous and idiots. I was also listening. You've got a new show out on uh, the rate. It's quite a bit more serious. A bit more serious. The double axe, uh, oh, thing. Oh, I wouldn't works. say it's more serious. Well, it's a it's it's bit more. It's, they're a bit more like plays rather than. I suppose uh,
2: so. Yeah. They're um, so. I, I, it feels to me like splitting the difference between the sketch show and the, the, the sitcom in that so each one is a self-contained half hour play and they're all for only two, two uh, actors. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's, uh, what I really like is being able to finish a story in half an hour because obviously with the sitcom, which I love doing, but and what's great there is you have developing characters that you can come back to. But...
1: Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb.
2: But you have to lead them more or less where they started at the end of, you know, you've got to care about something massively far for half an hour and then more or less be at the same place yeah. at the start of the next episode, particularly on radio where you're expected to more to be able to, listeners expect to be able to listen to any episode. I do, you know, when I'm yeah. listening to the radio, I don't, I don't, uh, I wouldn't want to be expected to know who these people are. I need to just want to. So it's a, it's a quite an odd form you know it's a to, to write in it's like a, a, a quite a constraining sort of it's almost like a, a you know a poem form like a villanelle yeah. or something where you have to you have so many lines and you have to it's got it's got that quality to it so i'm really enjoying with these being able to come up with a story that massively changes their lives forever <laughs> and then we never see them i mean they don't all have that obviously but they all do start somewhere and end somewhere quite different
0: so is the, I've listened... Is the first one out at the moment? Yeah, What's the yeah. first one with Celia Imrie and the guy who uh, played Michael Palin in the... Yeah, oh, thing?
2: God, wasn't he great in that? I mean, yeah, he's he great. it's Charles Edwards oh, yeah. is his name. And, uh, yeah, I, I, that was an astonishing performance, wasn't it? it Just, was. I mean, they were all good, all <laughs> the... Um, the, the the Python actors I thought were great in that show, yeah. but uh, there was something spooky about how he... Because Palin isn't really someone who everyone does an impression of. No. That, you know, anyone can do their bad John Cleese, and Darren <laughs> Boyd did a really good John Cleese, yeah. but nobody even does a bad Palin. No. You know, what, how would you do a Palin impression? But he just... <laughs> he was spot on. Yeah, he does look a bit like him, which helps. Yeah, that does. But So you're kind of attracting very big actors
0: to... So you, your work, who else have you got coming from uh, We've got
2: Alison Steadman doing one, and uh, John Burr doing one, and Amazing. Rebecca Front. So, Amazing. yeah, the thing is, with radio, you can get... Another good thing about it is that you can get really decent people to do it, because it's only a day out of their lives. And actually, the more they're the sort of people who are doing film and TV a lot these days, the more actually being able to just turn up, not have to learn any lines, obviously, do it three or four times in front of an audience or not, and then you know, go on their way and yeah. they've done a whole play or a whole, you know, like in, you, you only need to do three days' work and you've done a whole series of sitcom. Uh, and I think that makes quite a, a yeah, nice change for them. Yeah. You know, because on the film they'll do, like, two minutes, a, two, two minutes a day and most of that will be sitting in their trailer waiting for planes to go past. So. Yeah.
0: Well, I find quite interesting about radio now, I think, in the digital age, where you would imagine radio might be sort of diminished, but it, it, it isn't. And like, do you ever think about this? That when you listen to uh, six music, uh, Radio Seven Extra or whatever, and they're playing stuff from 1973, yeah, yeah, would will people be listening to your sitcoms in 50 years' time? (laughs) Uh, Which is quite there's there's no sort of reason why not. You know, I really enjoy when those when Navy Lark or something. There was one with uh, there was one with the guy from um, uh, Richard Beckinsdale. Is that his name? yeah. Yeah. Uh, from uh, I'd never with him and a baby called Baby Albert played by um, <laughs> Beryl Reed or someone like that. No, it's not even Beryl Richard Reed. Does anyone know Porridge? who it is? It's such an obscure sitcom. It's called Be- It's Me and Albert or something. It's called. Oh, right. It's oh, Richard Beckinsale from quite good s- on obscure
2: radio comedy. but yeah, I'd yeah, never, heard, I've never of heard, heard of it.
0: Yeah. Um, Oh damn! It's going to annoy me now, but never mind. But yeah, so it's it's kind of weird. I mean, it's weird that sometimes things from yeah. nineteen ninety three that I'm in are on the yeah, radio, yeah, yeah. and that's quite a long time ago. Well, what's
2: um what's weird and, and also lovely for me is knowing that increasingly people tell me that their kids really like my radio yeah. shows, and sometimes you know like I meet kids come like do, I did a stage show recently, and some you know it was child friendly, and so some children came and I met them afterwards, and they kind of quoted bits of cabin pressure at me yeah. and got me to sign stuff. And you think, well, whether it's good or bad, because of the nature of Of childhood, they'll remember. You know, if if they loved it that much and learnt bits of it, they'll still be able to quote that. They'll be quoting that at university, and they'll probably quote it all their lives. Even if it's rubbish, it's in there, just like the you know the Goons is for me, or you know that was before my time, but my dad played me a lot of it, and so you know that's just that's just in there. Um, Or actually, I tell you what, though, for for me, one of those main things is the day to day and uh, and on the hour. That was the thing because that was the first thing I discovered. One of the first things I discovered for myself. You know, my dad didn't. Didn't introduce me, you know, my dad introduced me to Monty Python, but on the hour was something that I heard and was mine and that I loved. And so, yeah, I've got. I've got bits of that just hardwired <laughs> into me. <laughs> so, yeah. thanks. Well, really,
0: someone last night told me, uh, he was, uh, got, was, he's quite a big executive, he used to work on Fist of Fun running up, but he still says to his boyfriend, you am a which is something I said <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it's, maybe lost the... Uh, it's like almost like the yep. genesis is lost. It's just become a thing yeah. they say. Uh, so, that's, that's kind of interesting. Now, do you, are you aware of the uh, Dirty Britcom Confessions website?
2: <laughs> oh, God only because at a christmas party like my friends and i have this have this uh, like meet for dinner yeah. b- before christmas and, and uh, like a sort of friends version of a christmas dinner and somebody put we do each other crackers and someone put some of them in my cracker <laughs> yeah. yeah i hadn't heard of it before and it was it's... i was mortified am i going to be mortified yeah now? i think you are <laughs> I,
0: to be honest i, I wasn't going to bother looking for you and no offense <laughs> I've had people on, like uh, Diane Morgan the other week. I thought there's going to be a lot of f- filthy stuff about Diane Morgan on. No-one's no had a fantasy about Diane Morgan, uh, which I find unbelievable. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> and that is the highest compliment I can pay. <laughs> <find. laughs> but John Finnimore has just fucking hundreds of them. <laughs> this is the... This is the. This is like. I just see how you feel about this. i um, You know. You know. I, what know, I already know how I'm so, going to feel about it. Uh, see if you're up for it. Thinking of John Finnamore making me come with just his fingers. Soon. <laughs> soon, wanting to taste me after eating me out until I come with his mouth on me, thighs pressing nicely against his fuzzy face. <laughs> I won't like you at the moment. Not Clean so shaven at there. the moment. <laughs> fingers slightly tugging his hair as he licks until I've come down. Uh, he holds me close. Oh, not just ex- <laughs> a novel. Not expecting reciprocation, but I do so want to, and bring him to climax by hand. I'd find that disappointing. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> you've done. I mean, she's not even there. Yeah. Does you've she... done a lot of work there, John. <laughs> <laughs> you've done, I put my fuzzy face <laughs> to good use <laughs> there. <Yes. laughs>
0: and then a little hand job. <laughs> And hang- I, mean, I just... Like now, you, once you're over 16, I, I, <laughs> jobs w- I mean, even doing it to myself now I find quite boring. I never thought that would be the just case. Just have
2: to pretend you're a ghost. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so, maybe if I could de- actually inject my arm so it died. Yeah, you should do yeah, that. And yeah, just, and yeah. yeah no, I off, think that's And then it good would scheme. literally be a ghost. Yeah. That would make it more enjoyable. But it's... You know, it's not great, is it? It's not a hand job. is not a great way of. Anyway, it's not finished. Uh, what? <laughs> my name on his lips as he does so. So she's. Okay. I think it's a girl. She's <laughs> She's wanking <laughs> off, and you're going, "Ooh, Sandra!
3: Oh,
0: oh!" oh. It's just not as good cause, especially like a. I can imagine like another guy could do it quite well, but like a woman doesn't hasn't had enough. Experience to do the hand job efficiently. I don't really like having my foreskin yanked back as far as it'll go. I know a lot of men like that. Don't do carry on doing that, ladies. It's just me. I don't really just when they squeeze it. I don't like that, so that is that wouldn't work for me. Okay, uh, it what goes on.
2: Like Richard, our session's nearly up for this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he kissing me sweetly after he holds me tight. We dozing off in each other's eyes I'd written but we dozing off in each other's arms. <laughs> That person can't even write. That's would you nice. I like that, bit. Yeah, You like that. that? I mean, there's sort of sweetness to that. Yeah. Uh, this is another one.
2: Good. Good. <laughs> I was hoping
0: there would be frenzied primal throwing each other against Ooh. every surface, hair every pulling, surface. yeah, gasping. <laughs> I just can't. I know. Ceiling? I mean, uh, yeah. that's a lot of surfaces. I just can't. I'm not. I or does she do mean different textures? You know, <laughs> throwing me against
2: you know sawdust and then <laughs> pebbled ash, and then all the all the all the surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> Marble. Surface.
0: <laughs> Hard-pounding daytime quickies and exquisitely, excruciatingly slow, spoony morning sex with John Finnamore, heaven. Well, I don't, it,
2: actually, it does sound nice. I don't, ima-
0: <laughs> I don't imagine you... When I'm imagining having sex with you, yeah. I don't imagine you being all that... I just think you're... I think you'd be quite straight up and not do stuff like that. Well, thanks a bunch.
2: I think you'd be quite... <laughs> I picture you as quite. So you didn't think I'd be on this site, <laughs> and you don't think I'm any good in bed. I don't think that's not what I think about when I think about you. All right. Um, wow. Well, I would totally. will prove you wrong. <laughs> I will not prove him wrong.
0: <laughs> I would totally kneel in front of John Finnimore, sucking him and licking his cock, and let him come all over me. That's oh, just that's one of my. That's a delightful uh, one. So... <laughs>
3: uh,
0: let's see if there's. There's so many. There's so many in here. I, is this, I, mean, I don't, feel is this, free to skip some. No, I have skipped one. <laughs> I want to be John Finnemore's wet nosed cub. Does that mean is that a reference to
2: something? Yeah, that's a line from Miranda, which okay. I pop up in as a, okay. a guest star. Is it
0: a is it a sexual role? No, no,
2: it's a utterly um it's a, me and Margaret playing oh, yeah. a uh, her revolting friends who are firstly very lovey dovey and then awful baby, you know, um People, like, people who have just had a baby and yeah. th- the first people who to in- ever invented it that, yeah. that sort of yeah, character yeah I hate those people oh, those, those, those bastards <laughs> always going on and on and on about their boring boring <laughs>
1: child.
2: I don't know if you've met anyone like
0: that <laughs> uh, it- Here's another. This one I quite like. Before I'm 30, I would like to spend an entire day in bed with John Finnemore. It's like, that's like one of those bucket list things. That's in, the, that's, in the, that's in the list. You must climb Mount Kilimanjaro, do a parachute jump, spend a day in bed that, with John Finnemore.
2: That's a reference to a sketch I did oh, about, those, uh, oh. about those lists and how horrible they are, yeah. and how I don't, you know, the last thing I need <laughs> is, is some pressure to go to Bali or to go <laughs> swimming with sharks. You know, that's. Anyway, so yeah, that's what that's. All about.
0: I get aroused by John Finnemore in a dressing gown. I mean, I could go on.
2: D- I mean, don't feel you have to.
0: <laughs> I might do. <laughs> Sometimes when John Finnemore gets insomnia, he stays up doing a QA on Twitter. I can think of more fun things he could be doing, and I'll happily volunteer to join him next time he can't sleep.
2: Scrabble. She's talking about Scrabble. Uh, it, could be, it
0: could be that. <laughs> so, you know, just be aware that as you're I've got doing options. those and that's, that's good to hear.
2: Just ask, you know. I mean, do they come with emails? <laughs> no,
0: I'm not interested. The thing I don't really understand about this website is most comedians, if you just say, can I yeah. you throw you against yeah. every surface and, and yeah. suck yeah. your cock, they'll go, yeah. <laughs> most of them will go, yeah. Uh,
2: so you don't have to worry too much about it. And you've been on, I'm sorry, I haven't a clue. That's oh, that's that was pretty amazing. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, terrifying, but uh, they were lovely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, as I was saying, growing up with growing up with radio comedy, and that was absolutely one of my favourites, and to actually, yeah, to be on it. And then I've been on it twice now, because once I I was sort of on it properly, as it were, and then I stood in at last minute when... um Barry Crow had any infection, he was fine, but he couldn't do it. That's the good thing about um, that, they're all so old. <laughs> there, there will be a lot of chances to sit in and... But because that was at a moment's notice, that meant that I got to do a, um, a, a Hamish and Dougal sketch <laughs> oh, really? with, that Graham Garden had written with Graham Garden as <laughs> Angus and Dougal. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, can you imagine? That was absolutely f- amazing. Mm. Yeah, Cool. Um, where'd you get your crazy ideas from, though? How ah. do you...
0: Where do you the how'd crazy you ideas? how you come up with all this, that stuff? Where's it... How does it was it drug, I mean, drug, d- drugs? Do you have to uh, with ideas? Well, I
2: mean, firstly, as you, were, as you were hinting earlier, my ideas aren't that crazy. <laughs> you know, how do I come up with my dull pedestrian ideas about sketches in shops? Well, <laughs> no, I, um, I mean, mostly the dull answer is mostly just by that being the job and sitting down with notebooks on trains often and trying to come up with ideas very rarely. Yeah, but
0: where do, they ha- where do they come from then? How do where you do, you do they actually come from? Where do they come from?
2: How do you come up with them? I can. I mean, I was in a pub garden. I'll tell you. I mean, yeah. I, I, is this serious? I can tell no, you how. No, it isn't. One, but tell me right. that's Nothing serious. But
0: you know, like sometimes at well, least. This is to, interesting
2: because this is like this is. A three-legged dog that gave me two different sketches. Okay, okay so I was in the pub garden trying to think of ideas, and three-legged three-legged dog ran past, sat at the bottom of a tree, and sort of quivering with excitement because there was a pigeon at the top of a tree, and he was just sort of quivering, looking up at them, and it just seemed to me like he was saying, "If only I had my other leg, I would get you." <laughs> yeah. And so that struck me as funny, and uh, so I wrote that down, and then nothing came of it because that's a like funny thing to have noticed, and maybe if I was a stand-up or wrote for a stand-up, I could have made something out of that. But there's no real way of putting that into a sketch, and I'm going to condense. This down, but basically, I just sort of what's what was funny about it is the sort of unknowingness of uh, there's and then there's and anyway, eventually came into one was through, one turned into one page became a sketch about Quasimodo uh, and how Victor Hugo. Uh, sort of coming back to the cathedral and saying, Guasmoda, I've written a book about you. Oh, I'm so honoured. I've taken all those <laughs> tales and I've written them up into, uh, oh, this is wonderful. And I, look, I, I've given you the first edition as a gift of my new book, The Hunchback <laughs> of Notre Dame. You called it what? <laughs> uh, and then the other one became a sketch about a dog waking up in the vet and going, oh God, I'm here again, this awful place. Oh God, last time they last time they took my. No, no, it's fine. But uh, you know they sort of oh god I've, said, I've done this wrong because I've mis- missed up the setup but it was about <laughs> how a dog who's had his leg had one leg amputated for very good medical reasons because his owner loves him and he's paying a lot of money for it how he'd feel when he woke up and like, oh what <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I have really really massacred telling that sketch uh, that's but, good. Um, yeah, that's where I get my ideas from. Three legged dogs.
0: Yeah, mainly from. I get a lot, but I have a lot of ideas that I can't. But there's a lot of. I, nearly all my ideas, I think that would be a good episode of Man Down with Greg Davison. <laughs> like he won, the other day, like a waitress, they had a waitrose delivery.
2: Uh, yeah, oh, I, I, OK.
0: Uh, the guy... And it came really early in the morning. I'd forgotten it was coming to the door. And the guy ran the doorbell. And I've got, like, a, an ant's phone thing. So I said, hello. And then it was just this, like, a zombie going... Oh, 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 and I was going, so, hello? I can't hear. Oh, oh, and then I saw his hand pressing against oh, the glass. And I said, what's going on? And then I kind of remembered it was the delivery. And I went to him and it was like... Then it was a deaf guy oh, delivering right, right. the... And then he's going, I'm sorry, I'm deaf. And I was going, Oh, God, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I was just, re- it was really early in the morning, I was confused. And that kind of real embarrassment of. Yeah. you know, some, But then actually genuinely scared, thinking, not that yeah. it was a zombie, but that some, someone yeah, there was, was, something, <laughs> that was yeah. attacking my house. I don't know why he put his hand on me. It was just so. Because <laughs> <was
2: this>, <laughs> I think he also just not. That knocked makes on you think he as knew as well. a little bit about what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> <laughs> about it. It. And
0: what we once went to a, And this is. Um, we might cut this out, Dave. But this will be a very good Greg Davis episode. This, uh, we went to a solicitor to make have a will made and uh, and about halfway through I noticed that the solicitor had one really massive hand.
3: <laughs> like really <laughs> massive. Just <laughs> seriously. Right. Just
0: this big hand and i look and then I was looking at my wife and going <laughs> that, that big and then you're not wanting to mention it because yeah. you know what it's about. But then it's just like real, like it's like you're in a sketch. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and I think, you know, I can imagine Greg Davis, for example, or someone like that, being in that situation and yeah, being, yeah. finding it funny. Yeah. But then discovered that it was some complication. I look, looked afterwards at some complication from some awful cancer that leads Go that up, to happen. Yeah. So it's not at all funny. But we're in a Greg, oh. t- in a But it's sort of weird when suddenly halfway through a conversation with someone, you notice something like yeah. that and then yeah, you don't yeah. know what to... Yeah. That's where I get my crazy ideas from.
2: <laughs> um, but we might cut that out because that's probably too much information. And she might... Um...
0: Oh,
3: we're,
2: we're, if we're cutting, then cut out me trying to explain one of my no, sketches no, that's backwards staying in as that's well. Staying. She's probably dead now.
0: Uh, so... Um... <laughs> she did a terrible job on the wheel, I have to say. She so, yeah, She genuinely did. We never got it in the end. She was awful. If you you go to that woman, you'll know who it is. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'll ask you. I thought I had some more new... I've got lots of questions about... I mean, this is now getting untopical. Uh, Have you ever put your genitals in the mouth of a dead animal?
2: I have not had that honour, no, no. no.
0: Living animal?
2: No, no, sorry. I mean, maybe you're right about me being very bad in bed. (laughs) Very, uh, Very unadventurous, but no. A human being is an animal, so you just admitted uh, you've never
0: had oral sex. So I w- <laughs> Sport is intrinsically stupid. Discuss.
2: Well, it's not much to discuss, is there? I mean, it just is. Yeah, I mean, it is intrinsically stupid. I, I mean, it appears to be. The rugby is still happening. Mm. Have we, the rugby's been going on. All year, on the year for four years. I, I can't remember a time before the rugby. It's just always been rugby now. We live in, in a time of rugby. and uh, Yeah. I mean, no, it's not intrinsically... Stu- I, mean, I just, But I don't understand why it's one of the most important things. I don't yeah. understand why it's, like, the back page of every paper and, and the whole channels and... No, I don't get that. It's a game. I love games. Yeah. But you don't get... Yeah, why isn't, why isn't Scrabble there?
0: Yeah, I like Scrabble. I think yeah. Scrabble should be... Televised more. <laughs> just people just. The thing is, it. I
2: wouldn't watch it if it was. <laughs> no, but I, I still. Boring. Yeah, no, I, I don't really get sport.
0: Other than the Rugby World Cup, like England just lost to Wales in that game. Really, cl- it was really close. And if they'd won, they'd probably have gone through. And if they lost, they just made one. Like they had one yeah. really close game, and everyone's going, "Oh, England are rubbish." And they didn't. They nearly won a game, and then they didn't quite win it. And gives them some. Slice. And it's just
2: when you stop arbitrarily when you stop, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I know it's not, and I know I'm, this is. Yeah. Uh, like schoolboy whining, but yeah, it does. I I, I can't really get. It. I suppose because it's, it's so badly plotted. Obviously, when you see a good one, it's amazing. When you see uh, I, every so often, if it's a World Cup or something, I'll get into it. And when you see a good one, it's great. And you see, oh, now I finally see what all the fuss is about. And then you watch another one, and it's a nil-nil draw, and there's no plot. You know, there's no. <laughs> uh, you think well, I could have watched a movie that was ninety minutes and nothing. I don't mean that nothing happened. Even if stuff happens, it didn't make a good story. I wasn't satisfied by the end. The underdog didn't either win or. Try you know, or maybe, or they did, but it was just random. It felt okay. yeah,
1: unearned. Good.
2: If you had to go on a
0: week's holiday with one of the puppets from Spitting Image, which okay. puppet would you choose? And and remember that the puppet would choose the holiday destination. Do you remember, oh, of course. That?
2: Yeah, those. Are, those <laughs> are... <laughs> Rem- yeah, you're right to 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 say remember that
3: because
2: <laughs> I've I've always known them all, but I uh, yeah I have forgotten.
0: To, to, it would be like. Obviously, the speaking of trouble, isn't alive. It's not ridiculous. It's not, we're not living in a fancy world. No, no. Uh, the operator and the impressionist oh, would okay. accompany you on the holiday, but right. they would ne- You would never be able to talk directly to them. Okay. They would only address you through the puppet. <laughs> and if you if you attempt to interact with them in any way, they would just pretend they weren't there. Okay. But they would be there. Yeah. But you wouldn't know that. You know. There, right. To all intents and purposes, they, they Steve wouldn't Coogan wouldn't... If it was Neil Kinnock, Steve Coogan would be in the room doing the voice yeah. and c- keeping up the conversation, but you couldn't go, ''Hey, Steve, what about um, the trip? How was that?'' Been? Right. You
2: couldn't do any of that. No, you could only talk to Neil Kinnock.
0: Hey, ''Hey, what are you saying?'' Right.
2: That's that's, uh, <laughs> that's mean, Neil, so, that Neil that sounds like a dream holiday, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you don't have to take Neil Kinnock, but you can take... No, Kinnick. OK. And when you say they make the decision, <laughs> who? I mean, the Impressionist or the, the puppet... <laughs> Who the pub, they're,
0: you know, they're all, right. all, they're, they're all
2: working together all right, in character.
0: They will be living in character. In...
2: All right, because basically I'm, I'm taking a very cynical attitude to this. I'm just going to try and get the nicest holiday I can out of it. Uh, because there's nothing that appeals to me about <laughs> going on holiday with, with two people who won't talk to me and a rubber puppet that will. But if I can pick the one who'll take me to, you know, St Lucia, then... Um, that's that's I think my that's the way to profit from the situation. Michael so, Winner, Michael, Michael Winner, Winner the yeah. I'm I mean, happy with Michael that. Winner, Princess Diana, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. who did those voices? Because now I have to. <laughs> I no, but you're did. right. I don't I don't get to spend any time in the impression... Because so, yeah. the imp- they would just Alan be. Wicker. I'll go with Alan Wicker. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: Yeah, hopefully we'll go on a whole tour of lovely places. What's there on Alan Wicker? Wicker? There must though, have it would
0: been. be someone pretending to be Alan Wicker who wouldn't have the, probably the knowledge of Alan Wicker but just I don't make... need the
2: knowledge I just need the the, the ticket basically okay, I'm just perfect. after the free holiday I'm, th- I'm taking a very joyless attitude to this joyful question
0: in a way it's a, stu- it's a stupid question in a way
2: oh no uh, so don't be too hard on yourself richard I think it's a very intelligent question okay. I've just I've just addressed it very badly
3: okay
0: <laughs> let me just check there's nothing serious I have to ask you and then we'll I uh, might ask you some other stupid stuff okay I haven't got I haven't got a watch at the moment uh, it's all right we're all right, it's doing alright for time um we can we could do a lot more of this uh, <laughs> uh,
2: you were on Only Connect oh yeah I was yeah how did you get on Uh we lost, but only on a time break. Okay. Yeah, which was disappointing. But we we solved the wall. We we uh, we got, we completed the wall and got all the.
0: It's quite hard only connect. I've I've be, mm-hmm. I've become it's ex- easier
2: when you get a celebrity one. Is <laughs> it? But yeah, it's still quite. <laughs> hard. I've
0: become obsessed with uh, Tipping Point. <laughs> I
2: you haven't, know, haven't seen Tipping, tipping point? point.
0: No. <laughs> I love I love quiz shows. And yeah. in fact, what I quite like having a baby, and I've looked after the baby on uh, Thursday, don't know go on about it. <laughs> uh, but it's quite good because you know she can mainly look after herself. I mean, last night we just left her, you know, she's asleep, so we can yeah, go back, can't we? Uh, so uh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> But uh, you know, I looked after all day, and I just went for lunch, I had a nice slap-up lunch on my own, I had a beer. It's great. Lovely. Uh, and then I went home and watched quizzes. It's
2: kind of what I want to do.
0: As oh, a, I see, but life. it was all
2: legitimised because yeah. you were actually. Oh, look, I'm doing dead daycare. Yeah, I'm oh, after I hadn't baby. thought of that. Yeah. So,
0: like, so I, you know, you could, if you get home at about two o'clock and three o'clock in the afternoon, you can just watch quizzes. Right. Pretty much through to eight o'clock. I mean, if you go on to Challenge TV, you can right. do it all day, but that's cheating. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. uh, so the tipping points brought me a bit closer to that because that's on quite early. Do you Watch Tipping Point. I'm afraid not now. I really no, no. want to do a celebrity version. I was quite, I've talked about it before in podcasts and I was quite disparaging towards it and I regret that now.
3: <laughs> mm.
0: It's, you know, you, you know what it is. They put, it's like no. those two, you know, in the fa- fun fairs where you put two p in a machine and there's shelves and they move and then you get yeah. two P's coming out. It's that. But with <laughs> it's that's not. It
2: what, on television? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but we've, okay. uh, with quiz questions thrown in to All decide right. how many. Oh, I mean, right. There's a lot of luck in the game, I would say. <laughs> it's, it's based on quite a lot of good fortune. Okay. Uh, so stupid people can get through to the to the final. So but they did, good. didn't
2: they? Do heads or tails as a quiz format? I We've mean, once you've done that, you think, well, all satire of, of stupid quiz shows is impossible <laughs> because somebody did make a half-hour show about tossing a coin.
0: <laughs> but in a sense, all quiz shows are just heads or tails, aren't they? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cut it down to it, but Ben Shepherd does an excellent job on tipping point. I want to I've been disparaging about it. I want to make it clear, and so I'd really love to go on because've <laughs> got to dis- the, my favorite bit is you've got to discuss what as it's going down because that's quite a boring bit of telly. you have to go I mean, it, it th- sounds like a says, collection of boring bits. It of telly. He says, uh, what do you think's going to happen?" <laughs> And they always go. I don't know. It really depends on where it falls and what, which, whether. It, should we just wait and see what happens? No. What do you think? Would you think is that a good place? Yeah, it could be. Hard to know until gravity's taken its effect. Well, I guess that's
2: that's quite a lot of Deal or No Deal, isn't it? As well, it's just what do you think's in the box? What's likely to be in the box? What won't be in the box, given what was in the box last time? And you're just yeah. I mean, we don't won't know until you open it. Sorry, that's like a really outdated piece of stand up that <laughs> I didn't even do, but um. I,
0: I went to whoever makes um, deal or no deal mm-hmm. and I suggested doing like a late night like a poker commentary over the top of it. Nice to yeah. replay it late at night with some people actual mathematicians. Yeah. Saying Just yeah, there that. is no Noel Edmonds says that box thirteen always has a low number in it, but there is no justification <laughs> right, for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's happened it hasn't even happened that much in the last few games. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> two, yeah, yeah. Too big, and that—that's not true. <laughs> it's equally likely to be in any of the boxes. Right. They have not made a foolish decision because you're offering them some free money. So it doesn't matter if there's more money in their box; they have still won. Right. Because he made, He did it, Did you see the episode where Noel Edmonds was? Did did Sarah Sarah Milliken was the host, and and, no. and Noel Edmonds was the guest. Cause she uh. should have really fucking laid into him because every time. Well, if they get to the end of that game and someone's got, oh, you took fifteen thousand pounds and there was twenty thousand pounds in your box, so you've lost. <laughs> and he did the same thing. You know, there was no right. kind of you don't know, do you? The decision's made before we know the yeah. full answer. Yeah, yeah. If there was, if it was like you could, do you want fifty thousand pounds or twenty-five thousand pounds? And you said twenty-five thousand pounds. You go, no, in now, you, have, you, have, yeah. you have lost yeah. there. You should have chosen 50,000 <laughs>
2: pounds. You have lost that the game better. of remembering which numbers are larger than other numbers. <laughs> remembering the order numbers come in. That's yeah. the game you've lost there. So but, do, you yeah.
0: like, do you like... Do you, are you more the snooty intellectual I, well, mastermind? It's not connect? that so much.
2: It's just that I get really... I've got a horrible guilt... I, I just watching television when the sun's up yeah. just makes me feel. I mean, of course, I enjoy it like everyone else, but I don't do it because it makes me feel so guilty. It's not worth it. Yeah. The kind of the awful, you know, crushing. Oh God, I'm not. I'm wasting my life. Feeling have That's a just, baby and then you can watch. The sun. Well, yeah, man. No, or just get like really good, old. Okay. So I'm really looking forward I'm, to being really old because I'm just going to play Adam family pinball in the
0: morning. Yeah. All morning on my okay. iPad and then watching quizzes in the afternoon. Might sounds do a Sudoku, Kakurus, I like. Do you like I no. Don't know how to say it, but it's. Like a Sudoku, but you have to um, add the numbers up. OK. I'll show you later, it's good.
2: <laughs> uh, I like a crossword, I like a cryptic crossword, they're fun. No, it's too hard. No, OK. That is
0: much... That is
2: much this shit. date is going really badly. That is much... Shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you, uh, you work quite a lot, of course, with uh, future guest and past guest David Mitchell, who's on mm, in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. And so you wrote, do you write together on the soapbox thing is that that was finished yeah now. the soapbox
2: yeah I think it's I mean again it, we never really decided to finish it but it I think it's probably gone away now um, I, and that was great because it was uh, uh, such a nice way of working is basically I would just we go to the pub together I would get him worked up about stuff I <laughs> write right down all of the uh, you know like the effortlessly funny things he just says about because he's that he's got that kind of mind which is why he's so good on panel shows and so on yeah. the, the first way which is so unlike me that the first way he expresses it is you know it, it's, it's terrific and then he has to kind of struggle to remember how he put it first yeah. whereas with me I just have to rubbish out something like I've been doing all evening yeah. and then you know what I won't have the luxury of doing is going back and saying oh no there was something in that in that long boring story about you know whatever and and refining it, and refining it until I make it funny. So yeah, I, I just get David annoyed about tiny things. Uh, write down everything he says in <laughs> increasingly drunken handwriting, and then go away and sort of shape them up into three-minute pieces. But it's all his stuff. It's all so his. So that's ideas. where you get your crazy ideas from, from David, David Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, that's where I get. That's where I get David Mitchell's crazy ideas from. I get them from David Mitchell. Yeah, it seemed the obvious place to go. <laughs>
0: And you've been writing like... You write sort of sketch shows. You wrote for the one Ronnie, which is the most tragic title for a a sketch show there has
2: ever been. I know. And then they started trying to do it with other... Uh, I don't think it lasted very long, but they did... I think they did The One Jasper for Jasper so Carrot. And you think that makes no sense at all. <laughs> it was tragic, as you say, when it was the two... But at least they were called that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'd be quite good if that became the system now, that everyone had to be called The One. Yeah. The One Richard Terry. Yeah. One.
2: <laughs> but it was, they did... I think they did The One Lenny and The One Jasper. But, really? but, yeah, I mean, as t- uh, the show's perfectly really good, but the title's not so good. <laughs> Uh, did you meet Ronnie Corbett when you were writing for it? or Did you just write it and, and hand it in, and then that was the end of that? I uh, was away when they were, I was sort of invited, but I couldn't go. Oh, sadly, okay. so that's the end of that anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> the time I didn't meet Ronnie Corbett looks like a prick, though, doesn't he? <laughs> looks like. Oh, looks, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I hope <heard> not. <laughs>
0: no, he seems very nice. <laughs> it's right, You know, I love these. I love the old guys who keep going. Oh yeah. But you know, they're going on that. But they're taking all our work, aren't they? Nicholas Parsons. <laughs> Nicholas Parsons didn't start doing just a minute till he was like my age. Yeah. And has been doing just a minute for 40 years. I mean, yeah. that gives you some yeah. kind of hope, doesn't it? That
2: yeah. No. This
0: could still be going one. on in. Uh, <laughs> 40
2: I mean, this years, literally this industry.
0: <laughs> 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 Strap in. <laughs> um, I think I think we may have, have you know got everything we need. <laughs> Oh good! <laughs> I liked your sketch about the sun wearing sunglasses. That was amusing. Thank so you I'll very tell much. Thank you. That, Thank that you. made
2: me laugh this morning. I liked your sketch about the cool teacher. Years. That, <laughs> that, that, that made me laugh. Well. We're just saying sketches we like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and oh, what happened? So what? You did a. You wrote a sitcom for. Uh, Robert Lindsay and uh, Richard Griffiths. Yeah. And I, I know half the reason why that <laughs> probably
2: isn't going on at the moment. Yeah, But did it,
0: did, did that, that was broadcast as a pilot, was it?
2: No, it no. was broadcastable, as it were. If, it, if they picked up the series, then the pilot we made would have gone out as part of right. the series. So it was all, you know, like proper. But uh, it didn't happen. No, yeah, so that it's was so
0: hard, isn't it? I mean, we were talking about this backstage because I've I've written a lot of TV. I mean, it's just very hard to get TV shows on, mm-hmm. uh, and it's amazing to, you know, it's amazing when you get to that stage. It's all the excitement. Oh, we're, we're filming. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, we've cast Robert Lindsay, and, and, and then, then just, and then once
2: you're on set and people, you know, like whole teams of people, and it seems actually, it, you know that it's not. You know that this is only a pilot and it might not happen, but it seems so real and there's so much you know money and time being spent on it and so much effort. You think, yeah, but it's going to happen now, isn't it? I mean, they won't just throw this away. Yeah, they. They will. <laughs> they will. If they decide they, won't want, they don't want it, they will just not put but, it out. But, you know,
0: there's going to be disappointment at some point. You even you yeah. get the series, then you do another series, and they go, we don't want any more. So you're going to feel that kind of well, abject that's misery. one of the, the reasons.
2: End. I Not the main reason, but that was what was nice about cabin Pressure. I did, yeah. decided I wanted to, to, to pick when it, when it finished yeah. because otherwise it either doesn't get recommissioned or it starts to, you know, go off and people say they don't like it as much as they used to or you get sick of it or, yeah. you know, so it but was nice to 27
0: episodes say. is a good whack. I mean, I, th- yeah. I feel like that people are a bit... I mean, I, we, we, I wrote Time, General. Please, where we did 37 episodes. God, you which, were writing,
2: uh, like, two episodes a week or something Well, writing an I, was right, like, I wrote an episode, an episode a, a week. week. I can't imagine doing that. How did you possibly do it? Uh,
0: I had to, because otherwise everyone else had nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so but it was, it did, was insane, like, because...
2: Actually, from nothing. From you had to come up with the... You started without a plot, and yeah, you yeah. finished with a, a script ready for them I to did, read. Yeah. I did, um, yeah. Mean, I, I, I because they gave I us nine...
0: Well, they, we, they commissioned 15. Yeah. Then halfway through the series, they gave us another nine, so the nice. first few I'd written with, with Al, or we'd yeah. been in the room together, then we'd rise once we got going, it was easier for me to do it and email yeah. him and say, send me a joke about this. Yeah. Uh, but by that stage, he was... Re- so it would, we'd film on a Thursday, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I would be... Well, basically, we'd, you know I'd finish the scripts on Tuesday. <laughs> and so then the next day, I'd start writing the next one. We'd yeah. have a read-through of what I had on Friday, which was usually quite bad. And right. I'd go over the weekend and work that out. And then on the Monday... That we'd do a read through what I had right. knock all the edges off it and then I would give it to them and I would then start on the next one on the Tuesday or the Wednesday Good lord! so for about 10 weeks the good thing was though that meant what I was getting paid was my weekly wage which was <laughs> insane <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought a car with a brand new car with one week's wages so it was, uh, right. it was sort of insane but, uh, but yeah it was quite hard work I don't know again I couldn't do that now but, I, but I'd like, I think we were talking about this backstage. It's just when there's a deadline, Oh yeah, yeah. you have to get stuff done. Yeah. And it's interesting. You know, That's why I'm like, if I've got time to do something, I'll just take all the time and do it at the last minute yeah. anyway. And I don't think me the too. quality massive... Well, it was good because I'd done 15 episodes, so you knew all the characters and you knew how it worked. Yeah. And there were kind of catchphrases and things that yeah. came in. Uh, but, it's but still plots. That's yeah, the, the thing the the that takes me like, all
2: the time. I and mean, I can't yeah. imagine how you could come up with a... I, you know, I don't think I could. Well, I could maybe plot it in a week, but well, I certainly could Tell you start where I get my crazy
0: ideas from. If you would, I've been wondering. Uh, I, no, I the way I write, though. I, I I don't like to really plot out in advance, so I would, so I can be surprised uh, by the twist. Okay. And then I'll go back and rework it. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so that you know, there would you would work out something and then something and then see okay. where it went. And sometimes I was aiming for something, but often I wasn't, and that right. meant that especially when I was writing them in a week, which often meant that the surprise was a surprise to me as well. <laughs> 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 but it sort of occurred to you. So you'd write it as it was which I, I do tend to write like that and it's not a right. great way it's not a good way to write i don't think
2: no it works for some Ste- people but i could never i could never do it that way i can't start until i've got the ending yeah but yeah i know but yeah. then
0: i could i think sometimes if you do that then that's why you, you can i'm not saying you but one can end up with you know formulaic yeah, yeah, yeah because you're aiming for something whereas if you don't aim for something you yeah. might find something that's actually oh absolutely and,
2: you know lots of great writers do it that way yeah. i think Evelyn War said when he because he changed over the course I of It me. is very like Evelyn
0: Waugh, time gentleman this <laughs> is, this
2: is it's very similar. He said something like um, I had the facility when I was young to wind up my characters like clockwork and see where they went. And that just sounds like uh impossible to i mean wonderful i wish my characters would do that but when i've occasionally tried even like with you know so with kevin pressure where i had characters who i really knew inside out and i knew how they'd react to any situation and so i do i suppose what you're talking about think of a think of the premise set them going and they just sit there they just talk (laughs) they just back and forth and nothing would move and no one would want anything and no one would care about anything and i just couldn't yeah yeah I did find,
0: that way. I, no, that's why I, th- I, th- once you do, I felt once they were established as characters. I found the second series very. There was a bit short the second series. Yeah, uh, but I found it really easy to. Write. Whereas well, I mean, we were we were finished way in advance of everything. Um, really unlike What you're you're your weak? So you're weak You on Tuesday you no, were going well. It's mean, done now.
2: So uh. I didn't
0: write them in a week. The same, but I actually I think we wrote most of the scripts before the series began. You know, right, which was quite even when we were doing the, the first fifteen, I was still working on them as we did because oh. I like working with the actors. I like yeah, hearing the yeah. actors read it, and then when yeah. they read it, you learn you oh, learn. Yeah. so so much much, more and they inject a bit and sometimes they can't do it so you take that joke (laughs) out Uh, but yeah so I I, I found that's why I I think like in in Britain I hear a lot of American writers saying oh I love the British system where they do 12 shows and they leave it at that I sort of feel it's a bit lazy I feel Mm. like if you've got great characters you can come up with at least 30 or 40 and sometimes
2: 50 or 60 Sometimes, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, Peach Show is was, mostly written by yeah. two guys, and yeah. they've written. They, I think they've done a hundred now. Right. They're finishing it, but they've done eight series. And, and you know, The Simpsons
0: are the first. There's a good 120 episodes before that starts to not well,
2: quite yeah. as good. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's got. I mean, obviously, the main difference is the Americans have got loads of writers yeah, working yeah. on it. But as you say, there are people. Well, Roy Clark wrote every episode <laughs> of of um, uh, Last of a Summer Wine, yeah. and and it's still and yeah.
0: He did write every episode of Last Some the Wine when he wrote the first episode of Last Wine <laughs> God bless him. Uh, so anyway, look we better go because I've got a very I've got my main guest coming on now in the second half, So uh, it's, we've right. been very much looking forward to, it'll be worth hanging around for that, John. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah would not, one, you're not going to believe. the <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> you saved me talking about Time Gentlemen, please, with them anyway, so that is good.
2: Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you're going to really regret that you spent a big chunk of that talking about your career. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad time management. <laughs> I mean, I, I was enjoying it, I was fascinated, but if I were you, I'd have kept that for the second half.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive round of applause to John Finnamore Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my de- g- 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 guest, John Finnamore Yes, that's right. Uh, the music is my best. The, the, thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square you You'd think I would know this by now, seriously. I, thanks. I'm a bit hungover. The, the, thanks to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre for having us. They're very nice. And thank you to everyone from Go Faster Strike. Thank you to my producer, Dave Cripp. He's in his crib. And I, this is a terrible. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and Go Faster Strike production. Thank you for listening to it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to help support us, go to gofasterstrike.com buy a DVD, buy a book. That money will go to me. Buy a badge. That money will go to future internet content. Uh, or you can come and see me on tour. I will get some of that money. That would be nice. Uh, it, that is, go to com slash happy underscore now slash tour. And you can see if I'm coming near to you, most of these gigs will be in the spring of 2016. And uh, the DVD of uh, Lord of the Dance of T should hopefully be out by Christmas, so go to com and see if it's there. And then buy it. It's the perfect Christmas gift for every member of your family. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.
1: Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Muscal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu Original Limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. No, this isn't a podcast about milk. If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture, and a sprinkling of controversy... This one's for you. I'm Rachel Stewart, and I'm travelling around Europe. Following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance, or by choice. No need to pack your bags. Just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Thank you very much for listening to my podcasts. Listen to some more. Tell your friends about these podcasts. We're in a very competitive market. It would be lovely to keep those downloads coming in. The more downloads we get, the more money we make, and the more podcasts we can make for you. It's a beautiful, symbiotic relationship. Come and see me on tour at richardherring.com. Uh, but otherwise, just, you know,
3: go outside. Enjoy the spring air. It's beautiful out there. I love you all. Goodbye.